Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Well, hello, friends. This is Becky Kopitsky, and you are listening to the Inspired Business Podcast. Today is a pretty exciting day in the Kopitsky household. The mailman came today, and my 12-year-old had been expecting something very important. So I went outside when I saw the truck come by, and I greeted the mailman at the post office box, and he handed me a cardboard box. And I said, thank you so much. Do you want to know what's in there? (laughs) He said, well, I saw that it said that you shouldn't put this box by direct heat, so I wasn't quite sure what that meant. And I said, well, let me tell you. Inside this box is something that my daughter has been waiting for. It is a new pet. Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Yes, friends, we purchased three-inch cockroaches to come and live in our home. So I don't know if this means that I am either the most amazing mother in the world or really just the dumbest one. I really haven't quite figured out yet which of those I am. But it's funny because the post office carrier said, you know, some people don't have to pay anything for their cockroaches. He said, just move to the city. Yes, but no, not the Kapitskys. We paid actual money to have bugs shipped to us from California. Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Look them up. They're actually not that, well, yeah, they are pretty ugly, but they're kind of, they're cute, ugly in a cute way or cute in an ugly way. Take your pick, everybody. These are cockroaches, huge, enormous cockroaches. But here's the point. My daughter, my 12-year-old, she loves insects. She loves reptiles. She loves all animals, really. But she's been super focused lately on pets that you can keep inside a terrarium. So we have a gecko. We are thinking about getting panther chameleons. And we had a spare enclosure that isn't big enough for a lizard. It's not big enough for a snake. It's so small that really only a certain type of living creature can thrive in it. And so my daughter wanted to make use of it. So she researched all the different pets that we could feasibly keep inside this smaller enclosure. And we discussed the pros and the cons, right? And one of my criteria is that I don't want to keep anything in my house that requires other live animals as food. So please don't make me drive to the pet store every other day to buy live crickets. I'm not into the whole idea of feeding mice to something inside of a cage. Sorry, an enclosure. My daughter tells me they're not cages, mom. They're enclosures. Also, I don't want anything smelly or loud. Birds, birds are loud. Our dogs are loud, and we already have two of those. And I'm just letting you know right now, as listeners to the Inspired Business Podcast, you will on occasion hear my dogs in the background. It's just going to happen. This is real life. This is where I live. It's where I work. My family life exists in synergy with my business life, so I apologize in advance for my loud dogs. But I already have loud dogs. I didn't want more loud animals, right? So birds were out. Uh, Sadly, hamsters. Hamsters, you guys, they're cute, but they're really smelly. 
cuter than cockroaches, yes, but I just, the mess, the smell, I couldn't, I'm no, no. So with all of those requirements that I had for what my daughter could put inside this enclosure, what rose to the top? Madagascar hissing cockroaches, (laughs) four of them. So you should have seen my daughter's face light up when these things arrived. And there's something really worthwhile about that. There's something really worthwhile about supporting a person's interests, championing their dreams, allowing them to pursue the passions that God has placed on their heart. I am quite sure that this passion for animals and insects and reptiles, this comes from the Lord. My daughter is so uniquely wired that way. I know I have not encouraged this in her, but once it was in her, I encourage it for her because it's how God made her. Do you have anybody like that in your own life? Is there anybody in your life who is a champion for the things that you are passionate about? Have you ever had somebody support your passion for writing, for speaking, for podcasting or music or building a business, working for yourself, entrepreneurship, whatever it is, Is there somebody in your life who is cheering you on? Sometimes what makes the difference between success and failure is the support that we receive from the people around us. Have you ever been told that your dreams are stupid or impractical? Has anyone in your life ever told you to get a real job? Writing or podcasting or creating content, that's a nice hobby, but it's not a career. Are there people in your life who are telling you that? Then it's time you heard this instead. God made you. He thought you up. And he created within you the specific desires and passions and dreams that make you uniquely you. And he didn't just give you those talents and desires so that you could indulge yourself. He gave them to you so that you could share them with the world and make a difference for him so that you can glorify him with your gifts. And if anybody has ever told you that those dreams are stupid or not worth pursuing, then that is not the voice of God. Can I tell you a personal story? I have a music degree. My college degree is in music and not even music education. I'm not trained to teach music. I'm just trained to write it and perform it. And I'm not even talented enough to do that professionally, okay? Some of you know this story that I went to college with Matthew West. He was a freshman when I was a senior, and we were in this songwriting club together. And that was back when I was an amazing songwriter in my own mind. (laughs) And, And Matthew, or Matt, as we called him back then, He was just starting out. He was only a kid and he had so much to learn. And I was this big shot senior. I was president of the songwriting club. So fast forward 15 years or so. And I was drowning in diapers and sippy cups. And the majority of my singing was done at church as a volunteer or at library story time. I was singing Baby Shark back before Baby Shark was even hugely popular. And I turned on the radio. What did I hear? Yet another hit song by the freshman punk Matthew West. 
And at one point, I think I actually cried. <laughs> I do. I love Matthew's music, by the way. And my teen daughter is especially a huge fan. So I do not hold his success against him. Total fan. But why am I telling you this? Because once upon a time, I had a dream of being a songwriter. And then God led me on a detour to become a writer of a different sort. And I'm entirely grateful for that because I love writing books. I love coaching other creators. And I would not want my life right now to be any other way. But there was a point where my dream was to write music. And I was 17 years old, looking at colleges, and my parents did not once ever tell me that it was a waste to pursue a music major. I learned from an early age that it was okay to pursue my dreams. My parents didn't just give that encouragement lip service. They applied their dollars to it. They got me music lessons, piano lessons, voice lessons. They supported me financially through college where, where I earned a degree in music performance and songwriting. Now, I did end up using my degree professionally. I worked for five years as a choral music editor for Hal Leonard, which is the biggest print music publisher it was at the time. It probably still is. Anyway, it was a fantastic job and a really great experience. But hear this. If I had not had my parents' support to pursue music, I probably would have chosen a different path. Not just an initial path, but all the paths that have broken off from it. I've always believed that it's healthy and it's good to pursue creativity and to pursue entrepreneurship. It was modeled for me by my parents. My dad ran his own business. I married a husband who is also an entrepreneur. He has an entrepreneurial spirit. He worked for another organization for years, but always had ideas of what he could do for himself. And he modeled for me leaving a corporate job and going to work for himself, and he now runs his own successful business as well. How many of you have that kind of support? If you do, praise God. But how many of you don't? Let's just be real for a second. If the majority of the voices around you are telling you that you cannot succeed at this, this content creation, this online business adventure, then it's going to be really easy for you to believe the same, that you can't do it. If those are the voices around you and if that's what you're listening to all the time. So I want to encourage you to find people who support you. Find people who get you. Find people who value your content, your goals, and your dreams. Because encouragement helps propel us forward. And we need to propel forward, not just for our own sake, but for Jesus. Does he need us? No. Does he want us? Yes. And he is the one who is calling you to create, to write or speak or build a business around your faith, a business that can impact other people for good. We don't do this for ourselves, although how cool is it that we love to create and God lets us create and then he lets us build a business and an income and a vocation from it. That is so cool. But we don't do it only because we enjoy it. We do it for God. And we do it for the many, many people who need hope in this world, the people who need your voice, the people who need your content. 
So please don't let some old notions that your dreams aren't worth pursuing, you know, that they're not practical. Don't let those misguided beliefs define who you are and how you're going to move forward today. I wish, I wish you all could have parents like mine, a husband like mine who champions my creative work. And I know some of you do, and some of you grew up encouraged like I did. Some of you have wonderfully supportive spouses and children and friends, and that's such an amazing thing. That's such a gift. But I know some of you also to this day struggle beneath discouragement from voices that are either old or they're current, and they're telling you that this little hobby of yours won't go anywhere. If you focus on those voices, then this little hobby most likely will only ever be this little hobby. I don't want you to look at it that way. I want you to look at it as the potential for a vocation, for a God-honoring business that speaks into people's lives, makes a difference in this world, and then blesses you in return with financial support. And if you're focusing on voices that say that will never happen, then it most likely won't. But if you focus on God's voice, then do you know what God says? Nothing is impossible with him. He is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Isn't that the coolest thing? It's not even about us. It's about God's power at work within us. He gave us the desire and the dream to create, to speak messages into this world, and he gives us the power to do it. It's his power working within us. So listen to God's voice. Pursue your creative work. Pursue this work that God has laid on your heart. Remember that you are doing it for him and let him determine the results. I hope this encouraged you today. And hey, if you need some more encouraging voices speaking into you, you can still take advantage of the Inspire Summit. Now, the Inspire Summit took place early in October and it is now doors closed, but you can still purchase a premium pass. If you need people in your lives who are speaking into you with encouragement and with wisdom and telling you that, yes, you can do this and here is how to do this, then the Inspire Summit is over 30 sessions of industry experts, people who have been walking the talk for years and years and years, and they know how to build a business from their content and do it in a way that honors God. And these voices are so, so encouraging. So Grab that premium pass. All you have to do is go to theinspiredbusiness.co slash summit. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. But just remember, this work that you've been called to do is worth doing. And I hope that you can surround yourself with voices that are going to keep telling you to get up and do it again tomorrow and the day after that, the day after that, because the work that you're called to do is changing lives. It makes a difference and it really matters. God bless you. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Business Podcast. If this episode inspired you or helped you in some way, would you consider sharing it with a friend? If you know somebody who could use a little boost in their own business, whether it's an online colleague or an in real life friend, I'd be honored if you pass along this podcast to bless them. It's like I've always taught my kiddos, sharing is caring and it helps me encourage more people, which is a pursuit God has laid on my heart. So thank you. Together we can help more Christian voices speak up, serve people, earn an honest income, and change the world. Until next time, bye-bye.